When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you're a 415er, 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. Evan Giddings, Mark Randy, Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. As always, Mark, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing all right, Evan. I guess a little bit better than uh, Brock Purdy's uh, inflamed elbow. We'll, we'll get into it, of course, but I- I'm doing all right. You know, uh, can't complain in the, in the middle of February. I know you're uh, overcoming a bit of a sickness, so I imagine... You could be doing a little bit better, but you're also getting getting to the end of it. So how are you? Yeah, I'm doing a lot better than I was in our previous episode, able to power through. Um, but feeling feeling good, able to get back in the work office tomorrow. So looking forward to that and looking forward to getting another episode in because we actually do have some news of relevancy yeah. to talk about. And of course, this was the date that was stapled February 22nd. We are recording this on said date. And of course, you'll be hearing it on uh, Thursday morning. But Obviously, this was the day surgery was supposed to happen, and it will not be happening on February 22nd because, according to Tom Palacero, uh, Purdy visited with Dr. Keith Meister, who is the surgeon set to perform the surgery, recommended delaying Purdy's surgery until March, early March, is when the follow-up is going to be. We actually don't know if the, if the surgery is scheduled then or not. Um but because of ongoing inflammation in his elbow and his UCL, they decided it was the best course of action to push the surgery back. And so, Mark, we're going to have to play the waiting game at this point. But there are some ramifications of that um, that I heard your show, Damon and Ratto, with Alan filling in for Damon, talking about today. And, of course, that's what everyone's talking about here in the, here in the Bay Area. Again, the quarterback situation for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, okay, what does this mean for his status for a potential week one game? And let's just play the timeline out here for a little bit. So Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, as you've said, had this report on Tuesday evening. We're now recording this Wednesday evening. Uh, you're listening to it, as you said, probably Thursday. Uh, and he reported because of ongoing inflammation, they're not going to have the surgery this week. They will wait until early March. Let's just say throw out a random day, March 5th. Let's say Brock Purdy gets the surgery March 5th, Evan. And let's assume that there's no surprises once he actually, you know, goes under the knife. Once they actually dig into his elbow and try to repair it. He doesn't need Tommy John. It's just a normal repair, not reconstruction. And I should add, by the way, that this news, the inflammation, 
doesn't suggest that Tommy John is more likely or anything. It doesn't mean that at all. So we're still relatively in the dark about the Tommy John side of things, Evan. As far as I understand it, it's very unlikely, but you won't know one way or the other until you actually go in and have the surgery itself. But let's just say it happens March 5th. It's not Tommy John. It's the three-month recovery until he can start throwing. And, of course, it'll start very light, and then he can ramp up. And then six months from the date of the surgery is when generally he's cleared, ready for game action, and can participate you know, in practices without any limitations. So let's play that timeline out. A March 5th surgery, six months from March 5th, is September 5th. Evan, the first game of the 2023 NFL regular season is September 7th. That's that Thursday night game that the Chiefs will be hosting whoever uh, and getting their rings, you know, and, and hoisting the banner. That's that game. So you're talking about if the, the the timeline and the recovery is exactly as the doctors generally say, you're talking about Trey Lance, you know, getting the, the full go. They're ready to play two days before the NFL's regular season begins. Now, it's not, it's not the Niners' first game. They'll have a few more days, of course, until Sunday. Potentially, they they play on Monday night, whatever it is. They're not going to be playing on a Thursday night. Um, so they'll have a few more days. But still, it, it just kind of further pushes into view the fact that Brock Purdy may not be ready for week one. Now, there's a very real possibility that that he beats this rehab and he's back earlier than expected, earlier than the general timeline is. But as as good of a chance as there is of that, maybe the same could the opposite could be true. It could take him a little bit longer. Maybe he doesn't get the surgery March 5th. Maybe there's still a little bit of inflammation. Maybe the surgery is pushed back to March 12th and it's a whole week later. That we don't really know right now, Evan, but with every passing day and with every piece of news like this, Evan, it becomes more and more likely that Brock Purdy might not be ready for week one. And that is a problem. Trey Lance is there and he should be good to go and ready to play if needed. But this is not good news for the 49ers. It's not the end of the world for Brock Purdy. It does not mean Tommy John is needed, but there is no hiding. This is a big deal and it's bad news for the 49ers. Yeah, much like Brock Purdy's UCL, and I apologize for using using this as a joke, but I am partially torn on this. So here is here is how I feel about it. There, we don't have much precedent for this also when it comes to quarterbacks. And really, there's only two case studies that we have to base this off of, one being Jake DeLome, the other being Nick Mullins, who 49ers fans are unfortunately very familiar with. So with Jake DeLome, his UCL repair took him roughly seven months to return. And he, by all accounts, was great the season after. I think it was 2007, and then 2008, he came back. The Panthers were 12-4 and that year, although he injured it in October of the previous year. So he had an entire offseason to recover and ramp up. Now, the, the report is that, of course, it's three months without throwing, according to this internal brace surgery. Yeah. That That is kind of the clarification that Dr. Keith Meister gave, is that it points all towards getting an internal brace. And that's where Nick Mullins comes in because Jalome did not have the internal brace surgery. Nick Mullins did. And Mullins was able to return in a five-month timeline. So Pelissero, along with other reports from, I saw Mike Garofalo on NFL Network, a lot of the reports are pointing towards 
this not necessarily affecting the timeline a whole lot. But where I'm with you, Mark, is that pressing up against week one of the regular season is a significant deal. And if you are not necessarily confident that Brock Purdy is going to be 100%, well, do you feel comfortable compromising his elbow further should you thrust him into action and it's not 100%? Um, I mean, it's going to be 100% healed, but how does he look? Is he going to be, I don't know, favoring, you know, short passes, not be able to use his arm the way we saw him last year when he was at his best. So that that's something that Kyle Shanahan is going to have to obviously weigh. And then the second part of this, which we'll get into in a few minutes, is, of course, Trey Lance and what his future is going to be for this season and potentially extended at San Francisco. When I heard the news, I was obviously not pleased. I don't want to say that I was shocked, though, because Mm -mm. just coming from, I I guess, more of a baseball background, Mark, when I hear UCL, I hear trouble. And so when I hear there being some sort of setback and inflammation, I don't necessarily think that that's all that crazy, because if there is still inflammation honestly, less than a month after the injury, that to me is not something that's uncommon in elbows. Now, if if I don't think it means that it's going to lead towards Tommy John, but the fact that Brock Purdy is going to have to wait until the beginning of March or possibly mid-March to get his surgery, I don't think should push fear into people as far as the timeline is concerned. To me, the timeline was always going to be the same. Brock Purdy is going to be up against it when week one starts of the NFL season in 2023 with his injury. And if the 49ers are comfortable with his ramp-up period, that three-month period between you know when he gets the surgery and when he's allowed to start throwing and when he gets going to the beginning of the regular season, if they're comfortable with that, then I am as well. And so I I, I don't want to say it, it, it doesn't, not change anything, Mark. But to me, when I I feel like Brock Purdy and that UCL injury, the brace surgery that he's going to get, to me, it it makes things a little more complicated, but it doesn't move the needle all that much from where my concern level from the original injury was to now. Yeah, I I think I disagree with you just a little bit. And this is simply just just difference of opinion because it's it's purely, I mean, it's purely speculative at this point. We don't know how Brock Purdy is going to respond to the the surgery itself. Uh, I'm I'm kind of more of the mind, uh, I don't know, expect the unexpected when it comes to the 49ers quarterback position, and I'm not going to assume things are going to go well. I do think an important thing to note here is, you know, Brock Purdy and and Dr. Keith Meister and and Purdy's entire team and, and even the 49ers Going up into this situation with the inflamed elbow, you know, he he went in on Tuesday to get it looked at, kind of prepped for the surgery on Wednesday. And this is, of course, when the report came out that his his elbow is still a little too inflamed to undergo surgery. You are faced with that scenario, that situation. Undoubtedly, the right thing to do, I think this is what you're getting at as well, undoubtedly the right thing to do is to not push through and and take a chance with surgery. The Niners and Purdy and Dr. Keith Meister and everyone are doing the right thing by delaying this. Because if you do try to have surgery while the elbow is is still a little bit inflamed, you increase the risk of infection, some stiffness after the fact, potential nerve issues. 
So while it, it does push back potentially the timeline a little bit, maybe there is a little bit of leeway. You mentioned Nick Mullins and, and his five-month recovery, and this would be that same procedure. Maybe it affects the timeline just a little bit. Maybe we differ on, on how big of a deal that is, Evan. But undoubtedly, you're faced with this situation. They're doing the right thing. So I think there's a little bit of confusion around well why not you know just go out and, and do it anyway like you you're the timeline is the biggest issue here no the biggest issue is the elbow and and making sure that you repair it or if you happen to need it knock on wood reconstruct it well and and the other side of this evan is generally speaking pushing the timeline another week or two isn't the end of the world because if it is just the repair at the sixth month, you know, the five months it took Nick Mullins. Okay, maybe at the worst, he misses a game, maybe two games. It's up in the year. But it's not like, you know, delaying the surgery for another couple of weeks, even for a month, is going to cost him a whole season. The other, of course, outcome is if he needs Tommy John. And, well, guess what? Even if he needs Tommy John and he got that surgery a month ago, he's still missing all of next season. So the, the two outcomes of the potential surgery are, uh, he'll play a majority of the season or he'll miss the entire season. So really pushing the surgery back another week or two isn't going to cost Purdy more than a game or two max. So I do understand that side of it as well, but you cannot disguise this news for anything but unfortunate news. It's not a disaster. It's not the end of the world, but it's certainly not the news the Niners were hoping for. No, it's not ideal, but like you said, many things aren't. So I, I like, uh, to me, it it doesn't really change. Once, once that injury happened in the NFC Championship game, the 49ers quarterback room becomes instantly changed. And, and to me, the hierarchy of that quarterback room is the same. I mean, so Trey Lance is going to have first serve. And Brock Purdy, if you believe that he is the guy, then whenever he is ready, he will step back in as starter. I don't believe that's necessarily the case, and we can get into why in just a little bit. But however you personally, a listener, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings, whoever's listening to this podcast, has organized their quarterback depth chart, <laughs> it is still the same right now as it was when we found out that he was going to get his surgery on the 22nd, and now when, he, when we find out he's getting going to get his surgery in probably early to mid-March. That, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. So... The, the moment that he tears his UCL in the NFC Championship game or the minute we found out that it was a torn UCL, the reality is, okay, it's going to be a tough offseason for Brock Purdy, and he's going to get back without much time to get ready for the regular season. That's essentially the given. Now, maybe that window just decreases a little bit with every passing day that the surgery doesn't happen, but I'm with you. Um, it's not as if, you know, Brock Purdy getting the surgery, say he got the surgery a week after the NFC title game, and he's already been, you know, healing and recovering for close to a month, uh, you know, a handful of weeks now. It's it's we're, the Niners still would have been in the situation of, well, is he going to be ready for all the training camp? Is he going to have enough time to get to get fully ready? So I do understand what you're saying. They were in the situation from the moment that the injury happened. Um, but you know, the, the the margin for error is decreasing just slightly. Now, maybe the Niners are happy with Trey Lance, and, and we can certainly dive into that. But I think there is also something to the fact that this is still a young quarterback in Brock Purdy 
who's going to have an entirely irregular uh, offseason and who could probably really benefit from taking the first team reps all offseason as you know, the first year full-time starting quarterback. So it's it's going to be a rough offseason for Brock Purdy, not the one he was envisioning, you know, as he entered the NFC championship game. Uh, but this news isn't something that, you know, delivers a you know, that delivers the death blow to his coming sophomore season. Uh, that was more so the, the UCL tear. Not not that it was a death blow, but that was of course the bigger thing as opposed to a, a surgery delayed by another two weeks. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Aussie Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. Please download, rate, subscribe. It is much appreciated between I, Evan Giddings, and he, Mark Grandy. Okay, so this is the way that that I perceive really any news that comes out of this situation as far as quarterbacks in San Francisco are concerned. Unless it is a successful surgery, it is not good news. Like, okay, so the surgery is delayed. That's bad news. If the surgery goes wrong, that's bad news. If we have to get it reevaluated, that's bad news. If the timeline moves, that's bad news. The only good news that we can hear from anything about this is that Brock Purdy has undergone successful UCL repair surgery <laughs> with an internal brace, according to insert analyst on television. That is the only, I guess, good news that I can hear. So when when people you know, are, are throwing out the, the labels of this is bad. This is, you know, not good. This is, this is unfair. This is unfortunate. I hear all of that. I, I understand what you're saying, Mark, but again, the only way that we're going to get what we want is if he goes under the knife and Meister comes out of it and says, job well done, boys, throw the spandex or throw the, you know, the latex gloves to the side and let's get out of the way and let this dude get to his recovery. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, there's, there are levels to I don't know the the how how much how unfortunate you know a situation is clearly uh, and the only way around a torn UCL or any injury that that includes a torn ligament generally is surgery and that's the thing that kicks off your rehab so I'm totally with you I mean everything besides and everything before a successful surgery tweet from Adam Schefter or for me in Rappaport, or as you said, anyone on television, anything before or beyond that it does not qualify as good news because you need that. You need the successful surgery before you can kick off anything else. So I'm with you. I just would caution 49er fans, and I feel like I've been saying this for a while, uh, I would I would caution 49er fans to just assume that this is going to be a straightforward process. It already is proven to not be. Uh, and if the pass is any indicator of what might happen in the future for the 49ers quarterbacks, this is going to have a couple more twists and twists and turns before it's finally over. All I'm saying is caution yourself, 49er fans, because even if he gets a successful surgery in March, early March, say it happens March 5th or in May, I, I threw out earlier. Even if that happens, it does not guarantee that he'll be ready for week one. I temper expectations because things can still go bad even after a successful surgery. I'm, I'm just trying to caution everyone and, and keep their expectations at a manageable level because this is a major injury on a young quarterback's throwing arm. We don't know how he's going to bounce back from it. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. But then the question becomes, because again, if if the timeline is moved back two weeks, 
three weeks. I think anything less than a month at this point, and even more. Okay, so if you were comfortable with starting Brock Purdy coming off of his six-month expectation close to opening day, close to week one, do you feel just as comfortable throwing him into the fire if it's week two or week three? Because it's still pretty early in the season. I think that's the next step of this is, well, if the timeline changes, doesn't that just mean the same thing, which is Brock Purdy just gets reinserted once the once he's ready and all set to go? I guess maybe that depends whoever is starting at quarterback, most likely Trey Lance. How would he have looked in week one or, or week two up to when Brock Purdy is ready to take over? If, say, the Niners are one and one and Trey Lance is thrown for one touchdown and three interceptions and it has not been good and it's been the greatness of Christian McCaffrey that got them one win, say that's the situation, uh, then probably you might see the 49ers not rush but uh, put on a little bit more, uh, I don't know, put a little more effort into getting Brock Purdy ready as quick as possible. But say the Niners are 2-0, and they're cruising, they've won both their games by double digits, and Trey Lance has thrown for five touchdowns in, in two games, only turned the ball over once. Hell, they're going to they're gonna take their time with Brock Purdy, and, and maybe Trey Lance never even gives that spot up. So I understand what you're saying, kind of almost regardless of when Brock Purdy returns, there's going to be a gigantic sense of urgency. Uh, Lance can kind of control that a little bit with how he plays. Uh, and, and to your point, just because the season has started doesn't mean that that urgency is gone. In fact, as with every passing week, that urgency should increase because you have less of a season left, you know, with your starting quarterback, Brock Purdy, the guy who we all agree, who it seems Kyle Shanahan agrees, is going to be his starting quarterback, all else equal. So I understand your point. Uh, the The finish line isn't just the start of the regular season. It's if he's not ready by the, the regular season, it is every week after that as well. And that, of course, all depends on Trey Lance. And that is where this conversation moves to, which is he is right now QB1 for the San Francisco 49ers. And Trey Lance has a chance finally, with a full offseason, because again, he did not have one his draft year due to COVID. He did not have one in the majority of, of his rookie season. He was sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Heading into that offseason, didn't have much of a chance because of, of everything swirling in the quarterback room and injuries. And now Trey Lance finally has an opportunity with no one else to try and beat him out at this point. What does he do? And that's why, honestly, I feel comfortable because like, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback. I don't know if Brock Purdy is going to be a great quarterback. To me, they are in, on an even playing field, whether it be due to injury, experience, otherwise. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, the one thing that he has shown is that he can make the best out of a bad, well, relatively injured quarterback room. We've seen yeah. it each of the past two years. And so I feel like, Wherever 49ers fans are at with Trey uh, or, or at with Brock, give the benefit of the doubt to both. And so whoever Kyle Shanahan so chooses to be the quarterback, and we'll find out throughout this summer, that is who you should ride with. Because the 49ers, I believe, can win with a lot of people under center if the rest of that roster is healthy. One of the reasons they couldn't do it in 2020 is because literally everyone, including the quarterback, went down. <laughs> So outside of that season, which I kind of toss away, uh, Kyle Shanahan has got this thing rolling like a machine. 
And so if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback, I will have the utmost confidence that the 49ers can win games and not just because of the division, not just because of the conference, but because of what he has shown Kyle Shanahan has to be able to produce at the quarterback position. That's why I, I, I think it's going to be very, very tough no matter when Brock Purdy comes back to usurp whoever's the starting quarterback because I imagine them being able to win football games with whoever's under center. Yeah, I mean, it, how often you, you hear the the phrase sometimes, um, you know, you, you should never lose your job, especially in the NFL. You should never lose your job, your starting job, because of an injury. Uh, that's a farce. That happens all the time. I you mean, ever heard of Wally Pip, Mark? <laughs> Uh, I know the name. I I don't really know much about him though. Uh, he's the guy who Lou Gehrig took the took the first ah. base job from. Yeah, yeah. So never to be heard exactly. From again. You've never heard of Wally Pip. Exactly. Uh, to, to localize it a little bit more, I mean, it was the same thing that happened with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. Alex Smith went down with a concussion late in the game. Kaepernick took over. Smith wasn't ready to go the following week. Kaepernick took off and, and took over the league for about a season and, and helped the Niners get all the way to a Super Bowl. And Smith never started for the 49ers again. These things kind of ha- happen sometimes. Um, from Trey Lance's perspective, I want to ask you this question because you, you were talking about all the off seasons for Trey Lance. This is Trey Lance's third offseason, his rookie offseason after being drafted, where he was the second string, undoubtedly behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, last offseason, uh, a year ago now, a calendar year ago, when he was the presumed starter, but there was all this awkward drama about Jimmy Garoppolo, who was still technically a 49er, but was throwing off to the side after he was rehabbing his shoulder injury. And then there's this offseason where Trey Lance is not the presumed starter, but is going to be taking all the first team reps, essentially all offseason. So I ask you, Evan, put yourself in Trey Lance's shoes. Which offseason do you enjoy the most? The one where you were the backup as a rookie, the one where you were the starter, but had all this drama where your starting quarterback, the guy who you were playing behind the previous season, was technically still on the team, but not really. Or this offseason where you're not the starter, you have to prove yourself, and you're given every every opportunity to prove yourself. Prisoner of the moment, I'd probably choose this one, just because yeah. you have the most experience. Um, you know, if you're if you're Trey Lance, I mean, like, the obvious answer is probably just his his first year, because you're the number three <laughs> overall pick, and you're getting a huge signing bonus, and you're being drafted to a storied franchise, and you're getting a chance to learn from a guy that's been to the Super Bowl, and you're just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and happy to be there. That's a great offseason. And you didn't have a chance really to be in person a whole lot, so you probably didn't have to work as hard. Everything was behind <laughs> closed doors. That's just me. But no, no, no. All, all that aside, I, I do think it is this offseason because I, I think it's the cleanest slate that he's had thus far. And he's the cleanest slate with, I will say, the best preparation. And, and who knows? That could also be true the next offseason or the one after that. But he is the most prepared to grab potentially the starting job by the reins this offseason more than the previous two, in my opinion. His first one, obviously, because he's behind Jimmy Garoppolo. His second one, because he's he clearly, uh, according to what Kyle Shanahan called for him, was not ready to be that you know pocket-passing quarterback that was advertised to us when he was drafted. This year, I do think that Trey Lance has the opportunity with nobody behind him right now, assuming the 49ers don't sign anyone, to make the next step and hopefully prove all the doubters wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I would choose this offseason, and 
I'm trying to put myself in Trey Lance's shoes, Evan. We spent uh, some time a couple of weeks ago talking about his mindset and every media appearance he makes. He he says the right things. I know he was on uh, leading up to the Super Bowl with, I think it was Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show. And he uh, essentially said, all I want this offseason is a chance to compete. And you kind of get the sense that Trey Lance relishes these kinds of opportunities Obviously, you'd love to be, you know, the undoubted starter and and you've already had a great first two years. That's not not possible for Trey Lance, given everything that's happened. You'd love to have that, but but you don't have that. You get the sense that he's the kind of guy who just wants that chance and is happy with that chance. And if he doesn't do enough to, you know, win the starting job, then he's OK with that. And, you know, he can live with that. But you do get that sense that he enjoys just the competitive side of of this game and who knows what happens if, if he takes advantage and and maybe this is the turning point of his career. So I'm with you. I think I would choose this off season, despite the fact that it is weird and a strange one. And I guess the larger point of that question overall, Evan is it's been a weird first three seasons. This is entering his third season. It has been a extremely difficult and tough situation for Trey Lance. You put any of the rookie quarterbacks, you know, from his draft class or any from the the last draft class in this situation. Sure. When they're on the field, probably somewhat successful because of Kyle Shanahan and because of the talent around the quarterback position with the 49ers. But everything that the quarterback room has had to deal with during the Trey Lance era since the draft in 2021 to now everything that that position group has had to deal with Trey Lance included has not been easy so I think he deserves a little bit of credit for for just sticking with it and I I know maybe I'm I'm handing out participation awards here participation trophies but just sticking with it and continuing to to work and to say and do the right things I think he deserves a bit of credit for that because I think we at sometimes underestimate or don't talk enough about just how weird this situation is. We talk about it from the outside, but how that can affect a player, his mentality, his play, all of that. So I do think Trey Lance is a little bit of credit for, at the very least, just sticking with it and, and waiting for his next opportunity. Yeah, I think there's. I think that can be said for a lot of players. Look, it, some say in, in sports, half the battle is situation. I mean, there's a lot of players that are created talent wise equal uh, just where you get drafted when you get drafted is if there's a spot for you if there's a coach that can coax the you know can can teach you the right things that can extract all of that talent the right way and at the right time and like yeah it's it, unfortunately that, that's how it goes and that's i think that's pretty common for most industries you know time and place you know when when luck meets preparation that's opportunity like that that's how it goes and so I think Trey Lance is maybe a victim of that a little bit, but I also feel comfortable saying this. If Trey Lance gets the opportunity to start this year, by the end of this season, assuming health, I don't think it's crazy to think that Trey Lance can become the second best quarterback in his draft class. And and, and maybe that's an indictment on the class, but everyone outside of Trevor Lawrence has not wowed me to the point where I would want them to be my franchise quarterback automatically for the next 10 years. Trevor Lawrence, I do. Justin Fields might be the second closest. Zach Wilson's on his way out, potentially the league. Uh, Mac Jones has regressed wholly and maybe 
Patriots getting the new offense coordinator will help. Uh, Davis Mills probably going to get usurped by whoever the Texans draft this year. And Trey Lance has a chance to be that dude in San Francisco if he gets the chance to start and not give up the starting job. So I, I know he hasn't shown it to this point, hasn't had much of a chance to, but I I, I don't think he'd be, he like he can't do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this the last couple of weeks. This is the offseason for him you to prove himself. And who knows, maybe he maybe Brock Purdy's recovery goes fine and he does not get a chance to start week one. And Brock Purdy looks good enough and he never, you know, gives that job away. That might be the end of the Trey Lance era for the 49ers. This is his last, this very well could be his last chance as a 49er to make a name for himself in this town. If he doesn't, uh, he, he could still be a good NFL player and have a good NFL career. But if he doesn't take advantage of this offseason, there's a very real chance that his next opportunity does not come in the red and gold. And this is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network of 95.7 The Game. It's Evan Ginnick. It's Mark Grandy, as always, coming to you twice in the offseason each week. Be on the lookout. Download, rate, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you download your podcast. We appreciate all rating and reviews. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. Like, it, it's obvious Trey Lance is no longer going to be the day one revelation that he was drafted to be. Uh, I also don't think that he can't be a competent quarterback for the 49ers because I still have wh whether he has an unbeaten record or not and a stellar statistical accumulation so far in his career. I still have my doubts about Brock Purdy. I still doubt if he can get better than he was last year. He was really good last year, but I, I tend to wonder if he if he's going to fall more into that Jimmy Garoppolo category or if he's going to fall more into someone who can do more and get you further than Jimmy Garoppolo can, which was already very far. Uh, Trey Lance was drafted to be the guy that could help the 49ers take the next step, but obviously has only one year left on his rookie deal. So it is kind of a make or break year, Mark. I, I agree with you there. Do, do you think that influences at all, I guess, Kyle Shanahan's decision whether or not to start him at the beginning of the year, potentially giving Brock Purdy some more leash because he does in a way kind of have to see what he has in his number three overall pick, doesn't he? I I understand your point. That's an interesting question. I hadn't really thought of it that way from Kyle Shanahan's perspective of, well, before I give up on this guy fully and I don't want to seem foolish and have him play well elsewhere, yeah, I want to... Assuming Trey's not a complete dumpster fire like in OTAs and, and preseason, yeah. of course. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. If if Kyle Shanahan isn't, uh, he, he's hiding a big secret. If he's hiding a big secret about Trey Lance and he is 100% sure that Trey Lance isn't anything, um, then no, he wouldn't do that. But if he's, if he's actively not sure, then I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would hate to give up on Trey Lance before he knows, before he has an answer, whether it was, I think he can do it, or I think he can't do it. Either of those answers is better than not knowing and then giving up on him and, and risking that someone else maybe takes advantage of the guy that, that you weren't able to, to win with. So that's an interesting thought. I hadn't really considered that. I'm not sure that that fear for Kyle Shanahan is enough to maybe – make him decide to start Trey Lance for week one or for whatever week of the year over Brock Purdy, because Kyle Shanahan, uh, if he's 
convinced that Brock Purdy gives him a better chance to win. He's just going to try to win any game, no matter what. But there is probably that fear in the back of Kyle Shanahan's mind. Again, unless he already knows and isn't sharing it with us on the outside, there is a bit of fear um, that maybe they would be giving up on something a little too soon. Now, they probably wouldn't be too upset if what they think about Brock Purdy is true, uh, but you can never have too many quality players, especially at the quarterback position. Now, I will say, if Kyle Shanahan was convinced that Trey Lance was terrible and, and couldn't win in the NFL, or at least with the 49ers, and and was beyond repair, was you know beyond coaching, um, they probably would not go into 2023 with him as their backup. I, they would probably try to make a move for someone else this offseason. And, and who knows? There's still a lot of time left in this offseason. Free agency hasn't even opened up. So maybe they will. Uh, but you don't get that sense. Uh, so I don't think Kyle Shanahan is sure yet about Trey Lance. And, and maybe that is a little bit of pinch of doubt in the back of his mind when he does consider how he goes about this season. Yeah, I do think there is doubt from Shanahan when it comes to Trey Lance. I also do think he won't be able to hide that doubt this year or this offseason because whatever he feels about Trey Lance, it, it's going to have to show. I mean, whether, like you said, potentially moving him, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I just don't think they can afford to not have a, a, a starting caliber quarterback on their roster, at least two of them heading into this season based on what's transpired in years past, as well as what is facing them currently. I, I also think that if like if Trey Lance is at a point where through OTAs, through training camp, through preseason is in a position where Shanahan does not feel comfortable with making him the day one starter and would rather try and I, I I don't want to assume pushing the timeline if if Brock Purdy is is good to go week one I'll trust the team I believe their training staff is doing its due diligence and will put the player first but if 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 Brock Purdy gets this surgery in mid maybe even later in March and Trey Lance still can't be that guy um then then we got issues uh, because to me right now, it's it, it's it's almost in a way not his job to lose, but I, I don't feel super comfortable with Brock Purdy immediately being thrust back in. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about that, Mark, but but to me, is it just like a, a, a waiting game at this point to see when Brock comes back or like I, I'm the more we trend towards this season, the more we move towards this season, the more I feel like Trey has to be the guy almost from week one, just because of the way the the injury is unexpectedly unfolding. It's a wild thought, and it is one that I have shared with you. Uh, I, I I don't think I've ever explicitly said it, but I, I think if you if you kind of read between the lines of things I've said here on the 415ers with every passing week. I I just keep getting this sense deep inside of me that Trey Lance is going to start week one. And I don't know, maybe I'm foolish, but I have um, a little bit of confidence in Trey Lance. Maybe everything you've seen on the, on the field, you argue that that shouldn't give me confidence. Um, but it's been just a weird situation for Trey Lance. I think if he gets an opportunity and an extended one, more than just a start, and then, you know, tearing tearing up his ankle in the first quarter of his second game, 
I think he can win games with this 49er team. Now, it's not saying a ton considering they are extremely talented, but with every passing week, I've, I've continued to think Trey Lance, there is, a, there is a very real path for Trey Lance. You fast forward a year from now, Evan, and we think of Trey Lance like we think of Brock Purdy, the guy that came out of nowhere and has rescued the 49ers and is playing great and everyone is talking about him on all these radio shows across the entire country you wake up and ESPN is talking about Trey Lance he's won the first eight starts of the season oh Trey Lance is incredible with every passing week that thought gets stronger and stronger and stronger in my head and I know I've shared this with you off air Evan and I know when this inevitably reaches social media or whatever it is There's going to be so many Niner fans yelling at me for this take, but I just get the sense, Evan, that Trey Lance is going to be starting more games this year for the 49ers than Brock Purdy. It just seems like it's going to happen to me. And it's nothing against Brock Purdy. It is his UCL injury. It is the fact that Trey Lance is going to have an entire offseason of first-team reps. And if this UCL injury for Brock Purdy continues to be delayed, if the surgery is delayed and it eats into his offseason and it eats into potentially his ability to be ready early on, it comes down to the fact that I think Trey Lance, with a full and relatively normal offseason for him personally, can get ready and can help this team win games. And then at that point, who knows what happens? I can't really fight that feeling any longer. I, I do think. I really do that, that Trey Lance has a great opportunity for him personally. It's unfortunate for Brock Purdy, but Trey Lance has an opportunity to be this team's starting quarterback for the majority of the 2023 season. Well, and then the other part of that, too, is do they go out and get a guy? Do they go out and get a quarterback? I think that's also indicative of what they feel about Trey Lance. And maybe that's just Kyle Shanahan covering his ass because, uh, frankly, he hasn't been too fortunate with the quarterback position. Um, to me, it, it points more towards a veteran and I, I don't think I, I do not think that veteran is Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, <laughs> although some might, uh, some might disagree and I look, you'd be, you'd be right if you thought so, because who the hell knows. But I, I also think whoever the 49ers bring in, because I, I do think they will, whether it's, I, I, I think it's going to be a vet, but it could be a draft pick. Not exactly sure. Um, it would have to be a later round pick, which of course they've had recent success with. <laughs> but uh, Mark, I also think that that third quarterback is going to point us a little bit more towards the confidence level in Trey Lance from Kyle Shanahan's perspective. Yeah. And then the other side here, I, I agree with you. There will be, I mean, of course there's going to be a third quarterback for the 49ers. It's a question of of who and, and how do they acquire it? If it is a veteran, it's going to be, I would imagine a cast off a guy that hasn't, Started a ton of games. I know that Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan are names that people throw around. I'm not so sure that those guys would sign up to be a third string guy. That's just my opinion. Um, But the other thing, and I think this is the reason why you would go out and get a third quarterback and why they will is because of injuries, not just the ones that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are dealing with now. um, But despite the fact that it is a, a small sample size, neither of those guys have shown an ability to stay healthy for a full season now Brock Purdy has had a you know a a larger amount of consecutive starts without being injured 
but it's not like he was 100% healthy through all of those games either. And that's probably a little unfair of me to say. There are very few NFL players who are 100% healthy through a number of games consecutively. But uh, injuries happen to the quarterback position, and that's going to be a, a major wrench in the Niners' plans, most likely again coming up in 2023. Needing a third quarterback is apparent for the 49ers because they wouldn't have done anything without a third quarterback this season. That's where Brock Purdy came in and who knows what the future holds. So I'm with you. They need a third quarterback, but the reason for that third quarterback is also part of what makes me feel like Trey Lance could really have an opportunity to win this team starting job long-term, not because I, I don't necessarily trust him to stay healthy, but because the same could be said of Brock Purdy. Yeah. Look, all this could have been avoided with a block. <laughs> with it, with a block to the right side, but you know, uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. And uh, unfortunately, Brock Purdy's career is well. Both of their careers are ultimately, I believe, altered due to that uh, yes. due to that sack and due to this injury. Um, otherwise, Brock Purdy's probably the clear cut QB one going into next year. Yeah, so but thanks again, a lot, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, all well. Pfft. All we know is that <laughs> whenever the 49ers and specifically Shanahan look like they're gonna zig. They tend to zag. And so that's why I do think your, you know, your situation and um, one that I, you know, I've been leaning towards a little bit more is just like, yeah, Trey, Trey Lance almost by default could be the dude. And if he shows marginal improvement from where he was last year, I, I think there's a very real possibility that he is QB one. And if they win holds on to that QB one title. But of course, we won't know until the surgery happens, the timeline reveals itself, OTAs play out, and the offseason does as well. But we will continue to power on here in the offseason. Uh, always look forward to doing these episodes with you, Mark. Look forward to the news, the updates. Uh, hopefully things work out in a relatively clean fashion, although in football they never tend to, so who knows. Uh, but appreciate you uh, marching on with me here on this journey. Yes, sir. Of course, I've been looking forward to the next episode already. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Um, looking forward to either Monday or Tuesday, but again, two times a week in the offseason here from the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.